Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast with me, Jessie Ware, for this special bonus episode. We want to make sure that you're looked after and you're looking after yourself and other people around you are looking after you. So I've decided to get the help of food doula, Kate Longdon, to chat about how you can kind of prep for postpartum. What? How, how would you say it, Kate? Yeah, how you can prepare for the womb-averse to universe transition. That's amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's sort of how I see it. It's like, you know, you get to a point where you, you do so much birth prep or, you know, it's becoming more commonplace to do birth prep and have plans. Yeah. And and the next piece of the puzzle is, yeah, trying to plan for the bit after that, I guess. So I heard of you through Instagram. You messaged me. We kind of started chatting a bit on the old gram mm. and it was the food doula popped up. Now, can you explain for some people that may not know what a doula is and then what a food doula is? So a doula is traditionally a woman who supports other women. That traditionally might be for birth and after birth. There are now kind of death doulas. And I sort of had done quite a lot of research during my pregnancy and, you know, came across doulas and what they do. And when I had the idea for the business, I was really just trying to think of a name, essentially. Um, My business is Frozen Ready Meals for new parents and also people kind of going through any other transitions in life that are sort of tricky. Mm. And I really liked the idea of being food support, you know, using that definition of support for doula and just doing what I am passionate about which is yeah sort of cooking and making delicious food and that is so important isn't it that time where I mean I've never appreciated someone so much than when I got food delivered to me I remember people bringing lasagnas fish pies and then it would become like cook vouchers and it's that ease of kind of you know both of you are tired you and your partner you may have other kids and just that ease of having something that the problem is some of those foods aren't as nutritious as you want them to be and you end up eating loads of takeaways because you can't actually think about what to do that's it and you hemorrhage cash on Deliveroo I mean I remember we were living in London when I had my daughter five years ago and I had prepped a bit I'd done some batch cooking before she came but you know you just are not prepared for the level of exhaustion are you and I think I assumed that because I love cooking and you know love spending my time in the kitchen yeah that that would be something I could keep up And that is definitely not true. (laughs) So, I mean, you provide frozen meals that 
people can buy and order online. But what would be some of your kind of key points of when you're pregnant, how you can prep for that time after when you haven't got the time to do that? Like I was saying before, I think, you know, we do the birth prep, we do the birth planning, but actually having a plan for postpartum in terms of batch cooking or asking other people to batch cook for you so that, you know, your freezer is ready. Mm. You can't tell when your baby's going to come at 36 weeks 42 weeks so Mm. even starting at the beginning of your pregnancy sort of starting to practice the batch cooking you know getting into that habit and also I think a lot of it is around communication with your partner and almost setting those expectations of you know who's going to do what and kind of delegating and obviously in those early days the role that the mother will play is essentially lying in bed and looking after babe and so it's about having that communication beforehand with your partner or with friends or family about what you're going to need and Mm. you know yes it will mean that lots of the time they are preparing food or they are doing house stuff but that is just what needs to happen in order to Mm. things to function okay and to best support our mental health during that early bit. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because everyone wants to hold the baby, obviously, yeah. but the baby mostly wants the mum totally. uh, or the parent that's that's giving the milk. Yeah. So like, and so it's hard because then your partner becomes the cleaner, the cook, the washer, yeah, the all washer, of it. Yeah, absolutely. And there can be resentment with that. Yeah. And also it's kind of, it, it doesn't seem as fun as you who is lying in bed and it looks like you're having a really, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are having a lovely time a lot of the time, having the best snuggles ever, but it's also quite exhausting. It's incredibly exhausting those first few months. Definitely. Okay, so what would be some of the batch food you would suggest or what that you stock? Because, I mean, I appreciate all the brownies that got sent to me, yeah. but then my ass did not appreciate it, I think, yeah. as much. And actually <laughs> it became a bit of a hindrance, the, yes. another slice of cake. Poor me, but... It doesn't make you feel good, does it? No. So what we really want is warm, digestible foods. You know, after the marathon of birth, your body is, for want of a better word, screwed. Right, (laughs) yeah. So it needs as much support as possible to just easily digest, to keep yourself regular. Obviously, there's the first poo fear that we all have that is almost more scary than 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 the act of actually giving birth (laughs) terrifying so yeah easily digestible warm foods and you know foods that you can eat with a spoon ideally because often you're holding a baby or you're kind of half lying down or whatever Mm. so lots of soups stews curries and also things that will support your digestion. So lots of fibre, fortified cereal and as many different fruits and vegetables as you can imagine. You know, I think the key for pregnancy eating and postpartum and really just in general is variety for your gut, you know, as many different coloured foods as possible. Mm. I think what's really important is that you've almost make a list of, you know, things that you want to eat that will hit your sort of good proteins and your good fiber and B12. You can have a sort of list of those on the fridge so that if your partner's doing the shopping, they know what to buy or you've got a list of quick meals that you're going to make. So when you're kind of in that fog and you're undecisive and you don't know, you know, it, it's mm. it's a lot to kind of then think, oh, what am I going to cook? So yes. one, having a list of meals that you have prepared that are in the freezer, because often if you're like me, you sort of sometimes forget to label your own 
obviously I do for my business but, <laughs> but you're like oh what it what is this strange brown thing yes and then also a list of things that you can easily make when baby's here just to remind yourself so you're not faced with that oh you know god what am I going to make Mm. I think also setting that expectation maybe for your partner that every evening they make you a smoothie that sits in the fridge for first thing in the morning. Oh, that's a good idea. That becomes part of their routine, you know, that yes. so you want lots of nuts and seeds and, you know, dried fruits you can put in there, cacao if you want to make it chocolatey. You don't have to buy fresh fruit. Frozen fruits are fine, you know. They're yeah, fresh. I love them in smoothies. Yeah, yeah, flash frozen. So they've got all the nutrients that you need as much as sort of anything fresh and even you know make a soup for the next day or something if you haven't got anything in the freezer so it's just putting those regimented routine things in place Mm. because I also find that the partners they want that role they want sort of clear direction of what to do otherwise Mm. they are sort of feeling a bit helpless because you know really like you said babe just wants the mama yeah Are there any sweet treats that you suggest? Because sometimes you do want that hit of sugar. I I know we can make smoothies quite sexy with a bit of peanut butter and and cacao, but something that feels naughty that is going to really help. So I make sort of energy logs. So they're cacao and oat and honey. So it's really, really simple. You blitz up dates. So dates are really your best friend when it comes to kind of healthy sweet treats and for the old bowel department, Mm. which is good after birth. So you'd blitz those up with like a blender or Nutribullet and then chuck in some cacao powder and some oats. Mm. Yeah, you get a dough essentially and you can just roll it out or make it into balls or whatever. And, you know, if you put enough cacao in with honey, so the honey will kind of balance out the bitterness of the cacao, then those are really sweet. Or blending cacao with honey and coconut cream and then setting it in the fridge and that makes like a sort of chocolate dessert, basically. Lovely. You know, get recipes and send them to your friends and request that you don't have a new bouncer or a carrier. Like, you know, you want some help with freezer stock. Yeah. Also a great gift to ask for if if people are sort of wanting to help you prepare is a Nutribullet if you don't have one, a slow cooker for kind of, you know, being able to just chuck loads of veg and meat if you eat meat and obviously spices and stuff in in the morning and then by the evening it's ready. Also a toasty maker, like a good panini grill. You know, that's something that's really quick and it's a bit more exciting than having a cold sandwich and you can roast veggies and have melted cheese. And Mm. I think in postpartum, Also, we put too much pressure on ourselves to eat well, whereas actually just eating is a start, you know, like (laughs) eating your three meals a day. But also it's keeping the joy in food and having food that satisfies you and not getting too hepped up with, you know, oh, it has to be just bone broth and extremely healthy. Like we have to care for ourselves by also satisfying our need for the foods we love. But it's about finding food that yes, is incidentally healthy, but it mainly it's just delicious. So toasties with whole grain bread, you know, you really want to be eating whole grains where you can, roasting veg and having melted cheese. I mean, you can't really go wrong with a hot sandwich, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. And I guess if you're adding to your family, a toasty can always go down well with kids. Yeah. You know, a lot of people this may be their first baby and so maybe they've got a little bit more time now adding a few other kids into the equation I know you how many kids do you have two I've just got two now yeah did you find the 
transition from one to two hard um I mean, I, I, I presume that you had your, your freezer stocked. Fully stocked. And you were all ready. But was it hard trying to kind of keep your yeah. daughter happy who needed to be fed too and indulged a bit? And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's five now, my older one, and my son is four months. So, I yeah, I did have a freezer full of food left over from the business that I kind of kept back. So I put the business on pause. She generally will eat the same foods to us and then I add stuff to really funk it up for us like homemade condiments and like you know just things that will make it a bit more adult so I try to minimize cooking as much as possible to be honest you'd have those meal times where she's not that into something but I'll try it a week later and she is so it's just like not writing it off totally I find with her having foods that are on the table that she can kind of build herself so whether it's kind of wraps and things to sprinkle on top, because that kind of makes it playful. So that helped in postpartum. I mean, really, we all end up kind of cobbling life together. But I think it's planning as much as you can ahead for how tough it's going to be, you know. Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com What are some of the foods to avoid? I mean, I've had a baby in the summer and the first week that he was here, it was like that heat wave. And all I wanted was kind of fresh salads and things like that. I didn't really want soups. Yeah. And then I got told that I was eating too much raw food that wasn't very good for my body at that point. Is there anything that you think you should avoid? Mm. The avoiding raw foods is more about digestion. 
it's really just after postpartum it, it is harder for your body to digest because it's it's all moving back together and it's all sort of trying to work out what's just happened basically mm. and I think a lot of this needs to be about intuition and listening to your body you know it's like not avoid not necessarily avoiding raw food or salads but you know just having bits alongside other things you know can you have a stew with a kind of salsa fresh salsa on top I'm very into kind of adding things that will kind of zing things up a bit yeah and support your body day to day rather than taking the oh you know I I shouldn't eat that Mm. if you are breastfeeding or chest feeding Mm -hmm. then it's about responding to your baby and some people sort of said to me in those early days when my baby had colic maybe you should cut out chili and garlic and and I just was like, no. I so you di- did you not? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do any of that. It didn't. I mean, colic is, it's more with the reflux, I think, when they can become sicky. But again, I think it's not having that just cutting out approach. It's noticing. Uh-huh. If we slow down enough to notice and respond accordingly, yeah, yeah. then I think, you know, it's much less stressful. And being mindful. Being mindful. And I think in order to do that, we have to try and have slow postpartums. You know, I think that's really the priority. Because if we are sort of rushing around and trying to get out, then we're not as likely to be able to notice and, yeah, be mindful of how our body and how our baby's bodies are responding that's why it's so important to have those first 40 days at home mainly. The fourth trimester. Yeah, you know, on the sofa, in bed. Yeah. So that we really get to know our babies and get to sort of heal our bodies how they need. I think I definitely learnt that this time round, the midwife said, just chill out, don't try and do too much. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite a lazy person, so it kind of suited me to stay in bed. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I've been told, doctor's orders. And I definitely saw that if I kind of tried to do too much, I'd bleed more when I was kind of maybe overexerting myself, even though, of course, we all bleed and it it can go on for, you know, six weeks. But I definitely noticed if I'd gone out and kind of done something that maybe was slightly strenuous, like walking up the hill to drop my son to Mm. nursery after two weeks, I'd bleed more. And that's actually not something that we're really told that much. No. That direct correlation with you do more and you bleed. And I think often we'll think, oh no, why am I bleeding? But actually, yeah, that's not information that is kind of routinely given, is it? Totally. And then I also, regarding milk production, I mean, I've always had a bit of a stress about the milk production. And Mm. for the second child, I had like these lactation milkshakes ready, which I went a bit Regina George on (laughs) and like was like backing like three a day because they were delicious. And weirdly, my milk production wasn't increasing I don't know so are there any foods that you kind of recommend that can help promote milk production if somebody is stressing out they're Mm. breastfeeding and they feel like potentially they haven't got enough milk I think I mean oats get sort of lots of press for this and I follow lactation consultants on social media Mm. and actually Mm. there is some research but there's also you can find what you want to find. So like with anything, I think if you are struggling with milk production, actually the best thing to do is talk to your professional or seek a lactation consultant who can help you more with that. I mean, yeah, using oats either in your smoothies or something that I do is I make up a big vat of overnight oats at the beginning of the week and they last five days in the fridge so a huge Tupperware so that they're ready in the morning 
to then top with, you know, your peanut butter or your kind of just as many fruits as possible. Yes. So your key recommendations would be batch cook or ask people to bring nutritious food round. Yeah. I love that suggestion of the smoothie the night before. And also, I never really thought about the slow cooker. I haven't even got mine out. But it is that thing where you plonk it in. You don't have to keep on stirring it. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Are there any more tips that you can offer? Definitely. I think it's getting into the the routine of harnessing our energy when we have it to do a bit of prep so that you've planned ahead for those times when you are depleted and it's kind of recognizing that also I think it's sort of having like condiments that you can make quickly in the fridge that will funk up any food Mm. so things like flavored yogurts flavored greek yogurts i so i put like chipotle sauce in a yogurt or miso paste in a yogurt so mm. you've kind of always got things in the fridge even if you've got an egg on toast i mean eggs are extremely good food for protein and so you've got kind of fun yogurts or pestos or salsas that you can just make really quickly have in the fridge yeah. that then just make our food a bit more exciting because i think so much adventure yeah. is sort of taken away from us really in postpartum you, you're in one place you're surrounded by four walls, you know, you're not kind of necessarily getting those other sort of sensory experiences we have when we're sort of out and about. So it's about kind of, yeah, you know, treating ourselves with the adventure of food and not settling for yeah. just eating to fill a hole. Um, Kate, thank you so much for joining us and giving us some amazing tips. In fact, I'm going to get my husband to make me a smoothie tonight for tomorrow. That is a genius. <laughs> and really appreciate you chatting to us on Is It Normal? No, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me on. If you are enjoying Is It Normal, the pregnancy podcast, we would love to hear from you. Review it if you fancy, or you can just give it a little like or subscribe. It all really, really helps to build the community of other pregnant women that are going through this too. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to be in your ears again very soon.